Hello, welcome to Tales from the Albright, a podcast by the Scranton Public Library. Hello, everyone. Today we are continuing on with our Halloween spooky themed episodes for the Tales from the Albright podcast. And we are here today with Anne. Hi, everyone. And we will be discussing House on Haunted Hill, which I keep accidentally saying Haunting of Hill House, and that is not correct Correct. in any form. Yes, and I do the exact same thing. (laughs) All the words are there. Yes, we just don't have them in the right order. (laughs) Yes, this is um, the 1956 Vincent Price version of House on Haunted Hill, not the... More current version, 1999. Um, And it is available to be watched with your library card two different ways. Recently, the library got Hoopla, so you're able to sign up for Hoopla with your library card, and that gives you access to music, movies, magazines, movies. audiobooks, yeah. ebooks, television shows, yes, whole variety of things. You get five checkouts a month at the current time, yes, and you just sign up with your library card, create your own account, and you're all set. You can watch it on Canopy, which is also free with your library card. And that system recently changed where you now have five credits and different movies are worth different credit amounts. I believe it's like one credit per hour for some. Um, And then it goes from there. Oh, wow. Okay. If you have any questions about that, feel free to call us and ask and we will help you. So now on to... House House on Haunted Haunted Hill. Directed by William Castle. Mm -hmm. Starring Vincent Price, Carol Olmart, Richard Long, Alan Marshall, Carolyn Craig, and Elijah Cook Jr. Yes. I realized halfway through that I don't think I ever fully watched the original. Okay. Um, I only saw the remake on like sci-fi at like 11 p.m. when I was in high school. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. And yep. I was like, this seems familiar. And I know, I know the, like, the story. But at the same time, I was like, I don't think I ever actually sat down and watched the original. No, because the original is different than yeah. the remake. Well, of course, the remake's more gory because of where it's, we are now. Yeah. And the backstory is different, too. Mm-hmm. So. And I also don't think I ever saw that in its entirety. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it just, like, caught bits and pieces. Bits and pieces here and there. And then I was reminded of... Um, I think I always confused it with 13 Ghosts. Oh, that's another good movie. Yeah. No matter what so. people say, the remake is very good. <laughs> the ghosts have awesome, awesome backstories. <laughs> so I feel like I kept thinking about them, and then I realized that I just kind of missed the way old movies were formatted. Yes, very much so. Very dramatic. Yeah. Everything was dramatic. Yes. Oh, loved it i kind of also miss like the i don't know what the proper term for it is is like the person like coming out in the beginning being like (gasps) the rod sterling like what you're about to see see. is a nightmare yes you know that sort of thing yes sort of like the narrator yeah Yeah, the the one gentleman was like the narrator of the whole entire movie And I feel like you just kind of miss that with modern movies. You do, yeah. You really even the beginning of this movie with the the cars coming up to the house mm-hmm. in the dark, 
And the house is the um, Enos Brown house mm -hmm. in L.A. It was built in 1924. And, of course, it's a Frank Lloyd Wright. Because yeah, if you okay. watch the movie, you can tell right away. But, like, the beginning is just... And then they just drop these people off. And then they have to walk down this long driveway. Yeah. <laughs> which I was like, why weren't they dropped off in front of the house? Yeah. And then they get in there and then the gates close behind them. <laughs> it's cheesy, but it like feels genuine in a way that I think a lot of movies don't now. Right. A lot of movies nowadays rely on jump scares and the storyline isn't there. Yeah. They contradict themselves a lot of times. Like, they'll start in one spot, and you're like, well, wait a minute. How could this happen if this... Yeah. Though I'm not saying this movie didn't have... I had a few questions. Yeah. You know, <laughs> same thing here. You know, like the house, you know, even though it was abandoned, it hardly had any spider webs or, <laughs> or anything. And who lit all the candles? <laughs> yeah. It's like questions like that. I kept wondering... I had, like, two issues with the house. One... How massive it looked on the outside. Yes. And then how it felt like a standard Victorian mansion. <laughs> you're right. Yes, you're right. And then also, I just kept thinking about, because like, they all get locked in. Mm -hmm. And there's no way to escape. And all I kept thinking about was how much of a fire hazard that is. That's true. That is so true. Like, I never thought of that, but you're right. Because all the w the windows had bars on yeah. them. Which, they're like, there's no way to get, get out. Get out of here. And there's a steel door. And like, what happens if there's a fire? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, I guess they weren't really concerned about death, but... No, they weren't. No. And my other thing was, why was there a vat of acid still in the basement? I mean, I I, that I just... I, that cracked me up when I was like, wait a minute, why is there still a vat? I guess maybe we should tell people exactly what the movie's about. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're probably thinking, this makes no sense. No. <laughs> The premise of the movie is that Frederick Lauren and his wife, Annabelle, invite people to their house that they're renting, who they're renting from Watson Pritchard, whose entire family was essentially murdered within the house. It has a reputation for being incredibly haunted and eerie and spooky and evil. And so they invite all these people who desperately need money for one reason or the mm -hmm. other um, the ones in massive gambling debt, yes. the ones the only person that can work for her family. family. They all have their issues and reasons why they need money. So Frederick and Annabelle invite them all to the house. And if they can stay one entire night, they will get $10,000 each. And then if some of them happen to die, then it's the $50,000 is split, split between right. however I'm remaining. If Frederick winds up dying, all the money and everything gets distributed to Annabelle, who then passes along to everyone for surviving the night. Right, which we knew she was not going to do. No. no. <laughs> and that's the basic premise of the movie. And then we go into each character a little bit and what happens to mm -hmm. them. And then uh, Watson who believes the house is generally haunted because it took most of his family. Yeah. He's the one that gives the tour of the house and explains a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that's where we come with the vat of acid in the basement. Because one of the previous owners was a um, wine connoisseur. Yes. And was it that his wife did not like wine? I'm not sure. I think he was just experimenting with wine. Was that what he was doing? I think so. I don't really know how the acid played into it. Because I know at one point he pushes the... 
wife into the acid. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure what happened because you don't. They don't really explain the whole thing. No, they also don't really explain what kind of acid it is because right. it just eats like flesh, flesh and, and it doesn't eat your bones. bones. Yeah, which yeah, they I, didn't really explain no. that. <laughs> no, <clears throat> they could have done. They could have done more backstory, but that's me. I I'm a backstory person, so the more backstory, yeah. the happier I am. There was also stories of. Watson's family being like beheaded too. Yes. In there. I've heard how the rest of them died. I think it mainly focused on the, the beheadings. People, the wine cellar and the, yeah, the beheadings. beheadings. Yeah. And they never found their heads. heads right. Yes. Until apparently during the movie they find the heads. heads. So. Yeah, exactly. They just appeared out of nowhere yeah. in a suitcase. And, and then like, the closet. And the closet. And you're like, well, who put them there? And. Yeah. It was, at times, very disjointed, but very good. Yeah, still very, very good. And then the story slowly unfolds yes. where Nora becomes the basically the only person to see anything supernatural. Exactly, yes. She's the only one. And she's very scared by it all. Yes. And her and, what was his name? Lance. Lance. There we go. I don't remember anyone's names. <laughs> um, and she becomes friends with Lance. And they sort of join up, and she tells him everything that she's experiencing, and he's like, this sounds fake, but sure, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then he gets locked in the wall at one point. Point, Yes, and then we don't see him for a while. No. And then there's the caretakers who are responsible for locking everyone in, and... The wife of the couple, who are the caretakers, just appears out of nowhere all the time. Yes, yes. You think she's a ghost at first. Yeah. Because she comes floating across. Yeah, just like scooting across. Across the room, and you're like, is she a ghost? Isn't she a ghost? What's happening? What's happening here? And then one of the other major points is Annabelle kills herself. Yes. Hangs herself. And that's one of the plot points um, of the second part of the movie. Mm -hmm. And... And it turns out that, surprise, she's not, not actually dead. dead. They planned it. Her and David, who was the the psychiatrist, yes, I believe. David was the psychiatrist. They were in a relationship together. And they were trying to make it look like um, she died and that... Frederick. Frederick. Did it. That Frederick did it. Exactly. Because Frederick is an interesting character. character. He's the one played by Vincent Price and... Apparently, Annabelle is his fourth wife. Yes, because the second and third wife both have passed, and the first wife disappeared. Yes. So, and it's heavily implied in the film that he killed them. Yes. But we're not sure, because nothing is ever said. No. And he's very eccentric, and he's very, very rich. Yeah. And his and Annabelle's relationship is very weird. Yes. In terms of, like... In a way, it feels abusive, and then in another way, it feels like Adam's family, like, oh, we just, just like to kill, kill each, each other. other. Yeah. Like, so it's just like this awkward Yes, yeah, so you get that thing. whole feeling, because yeah. supposedly she tried to poison him. Yeah. And then when they have the champagne in the bedroom, he's she he's like, well, you take your sip. Yeah. And then she takes, and then she gives it to him. Yeah. yeah. So it's that whole... It's a whole, like, weird... weird. Very weird. Very, very weird. And he married her basically because she was pretty. That's basically... He says that at one point almost. 
Yeah. That's what. That's why he married her. So that whole thing, I couldn't figure out what was going on. What was on. going on. Who was trying to outdo each other. They were, like, trying to outdo each other. Yeah. And then they set up, so it looks like he killed her. But then she's in the plot to kill him. him. But then... And, she, and, what, and then what they do is then they try they try to make Nora even crazier. Yeah. And then they give her a gun, which mm-hmm. they all have guns. And she has the gun and she goes into the basement. And Frederick comes down and is trying to talk to her. But she's convinced that he's trying to kill her because he killed Annabelle. Mm-hmm. So she shoots him. And you think... He's, he's dead. He's dead. And that's when you find out that Annabelle isn't really dead. Yeah. Because she, she goes to meet the David. Uh, David, who's her companion. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes down into the, wine the cellar. And then... Yeah, David's skeleton. Right. Because out of the vat. Flat, right. Because D- D- Frederick had killed David earlier mm-hmm. in the film. And then his, it comes up and it's like telling her and... And then, does Frederick walk out at that point? No, the skeleton no. pushes her into the vat. That's and then what it Frederick is. Walks out. So, right, and then you realize that Nora had blanks in her. Yeah. You know. In the gun. In the gun. And he gives a whole speech about, he's like, they didn't realize I was playing, playing the game too. And then it's up to justice to say whether he's guilty or innocent. Yeah. And then he just walks out of the room. And you're yeah. like... <laughs> Okay, where'd he go? <laughs> yeah, and then essentially the movie ends. It just ends. They all just, like, gather, and you never find out if the house is actually haunted. haunted. No. Because there's, like, weird stuff that happens. happens. But was it planned? Yeah. You're not quite sure there. Like, Nora, like, sees the head, and then it's gone, but there's times in between where somebody could have snuck Stop. up there and right. took it. Exactly. Especially since everyone thought Annabelle was dead, and she was, like, laying in the bed. That, yeah. So she could have been running around. Right. That's true. And she did a very good job of playing dead, because yeah. she really did. Yeah. Did look like she was deceased. Mm-hmm. And then there was the whole, and there's the part where, like, Lance goes into the wall. But where did the wall go to? Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know. He's just in the wall somewhere. <laughs> just wandering around. Wandering around the inside of the house, hoping they come out somewhere. Yeah. And then, like you said, the ending, it's just like, okay. Watson is still convinced that he's the next person to die. Mm-hmm. And then, you, I'm assuming everybody else left. And got their money. I don't know. Yeah. We don't know if anyone got their money. <laughs> we don't know because we were never told what happened at the end. There's also the other characters. Um, the older lady. The, she was a, a journalist, like a, yeah. a gossip columnist. Yes, who had a penchant for gambling. Yes. Um, and then there was another man there, wasn't there? That was David. Oh, it was David. David, okay. yes. He was the psychiatrist. But there was such a, it just felt like there was a lot of people and not a lot of things happened with everyone. Right. Yeah. They just sort of disappeared into the yeah background. Then, background. And then they came out at the end and you're like, okay. We actually don't even know if they got out of the house. Like, did the caretakers let them out? I don't know. Because that's how it no ended. No one knows. No one knows. I'm assuming they did. Yeah. I, I, I'm assuming it was the 12 hours. It, it, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I did. So there's a lot of questions, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Don't get us wrong. It was very much fun. Just for the fact that the clothing from the 50s was mm-hmm. awesome. Vincent Price. Love Vincent Price. Mm-hmm. My favorite movie of his is The Pit and the Pendulum from about 1963, based on another mm-hmm. Edgar, based on Edgar Allan Poe. And then, of course, The Fall of the House of Usher, yeah. which he did after that. 
So they're like two of my favorites of his. Yeah, because he was all over for a good long time. Oh, for a long time. And you don't realize all the stuff he did. No. You know, he was Egghead on Batman, this TV series, in the 1960s and early 70s. And... Oh, he was an art historian? Oh, yes, he was a heart. Yep. Oh, fun. Yep. Cook. Uh, he was a gourmet cook. Oh. Okay, so he died in 1993. Okay. And a lot of people, a lot of the newer generation only know him as the voice from Thriller. Yeah. So, and some people might remember him from Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. But I remember him more in the Roger Corman um, horror eras when he did a lot of the a lot of the horror films of there like mid 60s early 60s yeah i think you like for me because i am younger yes um i always just he was sort of always like a figure of horror to me okay not like associated with anything in particular okay, okay. he was just like there like he is the horror guy right it was like him christopher lee mm-hmm. bella lugosi oh, yeah bella lugosi there was like boris carlock yeah, yeah yeah there's a whole group of them where you saw them and you're like, oh, they're the horror. They're horror. Where I know him more from the different roles he's played yeah. through all the different horror films. Where I don't really have that association. Because right. Because I was one. With right. Guys. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> his family goes all the way back to um, Mayflower. Oh. On his mother's side. Which that's I found fascinating because I was reading up a little bit on him. Yeah, that's Because funny. he has that... He's American, and you forget that. You always think he's British, because he just has that way about him. Yeah, because it's um, like the transatlantic yes. accent that yes. everyone in classic movies he's kind of developed. developed. Right, exactly. So you're always like, oh, he's got to be British. No, he was born in St. Louis. <laughs> it's like, okay, I didn't realize that. There's a few people that are like that, where you're like, they have to be British. Yeah, and they're not. And they're not. No. You're like, you're not British? Okay. You should be, but... Oh, he was in The Green Mouse Detective. Yes, that was one of... I'm looking at the list of... Oh, his movies? movies now. Yeah. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> See what generation I'm really I was gonna say, Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, he was on Batman in 1968. <laughs> <laughs> the Brady... He was in The Brady Bunch. Oh, he must have been in an episode of that then. Yeah, he played Professor Hubert Whitehead in two episodes. Oh. I just didn't expect The Brady, Brady Bunch, Bunch. No, you don't expect... There. No. That's what I mean. He's had he had such a wonderful career. I mean, some of the other cast, um, like Richard Long, he was on um, The Big Valley in the '60s, and he was also known for playing uh, Nanny and the Professor, which was a sitcom in the early '70s that ran on Friday nights with the Brady Bunch, Partridge oh. Family, Room Two Twenty Two, The Odd Couple, and Love American Style. <laughs> And then also when I was looking into it, I learned about the, uh, what is it called? Emer- oh, Emer- yeah. Emergo? Emergo. Emergo. Um, which was apparently a promotional gimmick where when people went to see the movie, a skeleton would like fly out above them yes. in theaters. Yes. And I thought that was fun. And I, I think, think they I'm should bring that back. back. I do too. I think that'd be fun. Because yeah. especially if you didn't expect it. Right. But see, what nowadays, everybody tells everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, you would know, but, but I think that would be fun. It would be so much fun. But they should do it and not let you know what showing it's going to be at, so you never know. Yeah. I feel like I would go back to watching movies in theaters if they did stuff like yeah, that. like just the cheesiest, cheesiest things. things. Yes, like bring back the practical effects, practical sets, 
do cheesy things like that. Yes. It would be great because then when I was going through it on like Wikipedia, it will link to other gimmicks that they had. Oh, yes. Where like they purposely told people they were putting subliminal messaging in movies. Yes. And that was marketing. Yep. Like. That kind of stuff is fun. Fun. It is. And they used to have, um, sometimes they would have under the chairs. Yeah. Like, if it was like a movie that had like a shock or something, yeah. they would shock you a little bit with it. And It reminds me of like when you go to Disney and you see shows. Yes. And they have like the 4D theaters. Yes. Yes. And it creates a whole experience. Experience more than, yes. Well, a lot of, nowadays they rely too much on CGI for a lot mm-hmm. of movies. I I think they do. It's, you know. I agree with that. You know, I just, I'm not going to watch something. No. Mm-mm. And I think the practical effects of it, while they are cheesy, like the lady scooting by, yes. I can clearly tells like the scooter, scooter. Yeah, exactly. just being pulled. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, it's cheesy, but it holds up and still looks the same as yes, it looked then. It, it did, yeah. I mean, I jumped it. There was one point where she, like, pops up next to her, and I went, ooh. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, wait a minute, what's going on? Yeah, she, like, turns. Yeah. And she's just she's there. there, and I was like, oh, wait, where did she come from? Even the, like, skeleton walking. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can tell there. that it's, like, physical. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, like, actually there. I think it's the Museum of Pop Culture in Seattle for a while, they had active links to like the hundred most influential horror movies. Oh, okay. some sort of list like that yeah. where you can watch a lot of the old ones and right. before they were taken down for YouTube with copyright and everything. Right, exactly. Um, but the museum linked to them and even the very early horror movies, like they still have that like practical nature. Like you can tell some person oh, dressed def- up in a skeleton costume. Right. But it's just fun. It's fun, exactly. It's fun. And it's tangible. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And a lot of the, even less of a lot of the more recent directors will even go back and mm-hmm. talk about early films that influenced them. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. There's something about the old movies that are quaint. Like, I don't tend to watch movies a lot nowadays. Okay. It's one of those things that everyone in my friend group kind of knows is that I know nothing about movies because I never grow up to see them. Okay. But I feel like I'm more drawn to the older ones. Feel, okay, yes. It has a small feeling, even though it's still a bigger film. Mm-hmm. You still get that small, intimate, intimate, yeah. that's the word I was looking for, intimate feeling with it. I agree with that. Yes, like we said with the house, it looks so huge on mm-hmm. the outside, but on the inside when we were watching it, everything was small. Yes. Like normal, you just expected it to be more out spaced out mm-hmm. and all these doors they had tons of doors there was yeah, doors went everywhere. everywhere everywhere i also liked in it how no one was really alone all True. that much no like it wasn't people going off on their own it was people kind of acting more how people would act, act yes yeah, staying sort of in groups mm-hmm. and that and that yes like nora was by herself for a while in her room because she was mm-hmm. she just wanted to be alone for a little bit but yet her room connected right to the next room. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. I was yeah, like, was oh, look, fun. you can go right through to that. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your opinion on if the house was actually haunted by anything or not? I don't think it was. I don't think it was haunted at all. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. I just, I didn't, I didn't get the feel. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the feel. Because everything that jumped out or happened was sort of planted. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was haunted at all. No. And I think that Peyton is Pat Peyton was just a little off. 
Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. He was convinced that the house was haunted yeah. because it's family. But he never really, like, did it kill his whole family? Because they talk about his brother and sister-in-law. I don't in-law. think so, because I think it's just his brother and sister-in-law. So, like, was the house always in his family? That's where it was, like, a, you never really yeah. got too many answers. But, no, I don't believe it was haunted at all. I think part of the reason we never got answers is because his character just immediately just started downing Scotch. That's true. As soon as that he could got be there. it. That could be <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't think of that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he just. That's true. As soon as he weren't even in there, five seconds and already they were. Yeah. yeah. He was like, give me alcohol right now. No. And the smoking. That's what yes. kind of, you, you don't even realize how much people smoked back then in the movies. No. You're like, oh, wow. Everybody always cigarette. They're running out of the room and they still have the cigarette yeah. in their hand. <laughs> It's such a difference from today. Yes, very much. So did you think the house was haunted? No. No. I I think there's some things that I don't fully understand how they were supposed to have pulled off, like the rope through the window. Oh, that was, yes. That was cool. But, I mean, I don't, I never got the sense that it was haunted. No, I never, I never got that sense at all. No, because everything was like, you can explain it. Explain everything away. Yeah. And there was never, like, any... There was For as evil as they said the house was supposed to be, it, there was no darkness. No. The, the only darkness was when, like, the walls randomly opening. Yeah, that's it. Otherwise, there was always light everywhere. Yeah. Even in the basement. And That's the, another thing. They would, like... It was so nice to watch a movie again where you could actually see when it was supposed to be dark. dark. Yes, 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 yes. And not be squinting. Yes. Going, what's going on here? <laughs> because they would like light a candle and then it was like you could tell so, that they like raised all the, the lights, lights on. Set. Yes, exactly. So you can actually see what's happening. happening. Yes, and you're right there. Because every room they went into whenever they lit something, mm-hmm. the whole room would light up. It's so like you, one candle, candle but yes, entire room you can see. But you could see everything, so you weren't squinting going, what's yeah. going on there? What's happening? Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> even the basement had a lot of lighting mm-hmm. and and the wine room with the vat in it. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me wonder, because I know with the classic Adams Family, the entire house was pink to get the dimension in <gasps> black and white. Oh, really? Yeah. The whole house was like shades of pink. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, so I'm just wondering if they had to alter colors any for when they filmed this. I bet you they did. They would have had to, I would think. I was trying to find some like behind the scenes. scenes but nothing. But I couldn't really find anything. I'm sure they're out there. They have to be because, I mean, we can't be the only two that wonder, wonder about this <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah, there's got to be other people who think about it. Yeah. But I didn't know that about the Adams Family House. Yeah, that is really was cool. The original black and white one, it was... All like pink. Oh God! Could you imagine filming and the outside was pink around? Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm sure they had to do something. And the skeleton gets his own credit too. Yes. The skeleton as himself. The skeleton. Because <laughs> <laughs> I read somewhere, I think it was like on the IMDb facts for it that it was a real skeleton. From yeah, because they yes. said it's easy, it was easier to buy a human mm-hmm. skeleton than to make one. So they went to a medical school or crazy when you think about it. So I don't think the movie house is haunted, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a book or something out there that is like, yeah, they think the set was haunted. Haunted, right. Because you're just using some random person's skeleton. Skeleton, I know. That was crazy when I read that part, too. I was like, oh, my God, it was real. 
Yeah, but. I feel like you hear of that every once in a while. Like yes. Today. Yeah, even today you hear it. Um, but I think it's less common now. Because right. there's a lot of ethical questions. Exactly. And how would you get it? And back yeah. then there wasn't probably as many. No. Oh, I have. Yeah, you me have too. Else? No, I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, if you're looking for something fun, you know, 1950s horror, you know, yeah. or thriller. I don't know if they considered it horror or thriller. I think they consider it horror. They do consider it yeah. horror. Okay, you know, it's just yeah. it's a fun movie. It you is. Know? It's fun. It fits the season. Yes, the spooky season. Sun. Exactly. Um, you know, you can find it on Canopy and Hoopla. Well, yeah. So if you hate it. You didn't buy, buy it. it. Exactly. So, you um, know, it's it's just, it's a fun little flick. Yep. You know, so I would I would recommend it. I definitely would. Yes. Yes. Definitely would recommend it. And if you have any questions about how to access Canopy or Hoopla, or if you want to watch it, um, I'm sure we can find a DVD for you. Mm-hmm. Just give us a call here at yes. the Scranton Public Library. The phone number is 570-348-3000. Or feel free to email me at aloney at albright.org. That is A-L-O-N-E-Y at albright.org. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Halloween.